Hey guys, what's up? This is Jackie, Rachel, and Theo from Fire the Cannon, and this is the first of, hopefully, many hot take mini episodes. This is the segment where we read your hot takes that you came up with in your little brain and you typed out with your little hands and you sent to us from your own personal little device. We have received a hot take about one of our recent episodes. We're going to read it to you, discuss it. Basically what this is, is you guys come up with an opinion about something we recently discussed or just, yeah, about anything really, and then send it to us and we'll talk about it on the air. As long as it's hot. So I received this from my friend Michael because he listened to our episode Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. They're all pippin' <laughs> discussing the, the poem by Robert Frost or Frosty Rob. Here it is. So I'm just going to read it to you. You guys stop me or we can just talk about it at the end. So I listened to your episode on Robert Frost Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening. While I agree with you that it should not be fired from the canon, I'm a bit surprised that you did not arrive at my personal interpretation of the poem. Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening is a poem about the mortifying ordeal of being perceived. Thoughts? I want more info. Yeah, I want to hear more. (laughs) Nope, that's it. The high point of this poem for the speaker is the act of staring into the woods, watching them, quote, fill up with snow until they are, quote, lovely, dark, and deep. But the speaker does not, cannot, arrive at that vantage point immediately. What's the first thing he worries about? Who the owner of this land is, where they are, and most crucially, whether or not they can observe the speaker engaged in this blissful action. He's a shy boy. Shy guy. The owner being there and watching the speaker would ruin the moment. Perception in this poem's universe is the thief of joy. So he's stealing the joy of the woods. He's looking at the woods, which means the woods is not having a good time anymore. (laughs) That's true. He continues, We even see traces of this in the way the speaker relates to his horse, the only other figure that directly appears in the poem, and with whom the speaker also has conflict. What is the source of the conflict? The horse reading into the speaker's actions, finding them odd, unusual, wrong. This horse is going to think I'm a freak. (laughs) I mean, again, being perceived as the problem. We see, too, how this problem exists largely in the speaker's mind. In actuality, the horse probably does not care about much other than where its next oats are. This is why I consider the ending of stopping by woods on a snowy evening to be a bit tragic. We fall immediately from the blissful transcendence of staring into the woods into not just being perceived by others, but having expectations thrust upon you by them. And as the echoed last line states, the speaker cannot hope to escape them anytime soon. There are miles and miles and miles to go before he can sleep. Um, I think that's an interesting perspective I agree that the speaker is a very awkward dude, like some people we know who don't like to be perceived. I thought Theo would really like this because he's he hates being known. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, I don't want someone to see me looking at the woods and like, oh my gosh, my horse is going to think I'm such a weirdo. I think Michael's wrong about the bit at the end. <laughs> I don't know. I think I agree. And I and I agree not because I think it would be ridiculous to say like, oh, no, I'm not supposed to look at the woods and no one can see me looking at them. It's hard to explain, but I agree because it does feel like this is like a transcendent moment where someone is alone having a moment. And if anyone else were to show up, it would break the spell. He's got another living thing that he does have to consider, but he almost maybe doesn't want to consider that other living thing. He almost just kind of wants to like be, you know, but he can't just be. I do think he's wrong though about the idea of the promises being a bad thing. I think, I think the interpretation of it being more about suicide, it makes more sense to me within the context of the poem where like the woods are, the woods are the unknown. Like you're not going to know what's going to happen. If you go in there, you're only seeing it from the outside Mm -hmm. and he's drawn to it. But the thing that's holding him back is that he has obligations. So of course he's, it's like bittersweet because he's drawn to these woods, 
But I don't think the idea that there are people relying on him is supposed to be a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I don't even know if I would call it like bad or good. I, I think it's just like something that you have to do that's pulling you, you know, like that can feel like stress, right? Like brushing my teeth is a good thing, but like, do I really feel like it's something I'm enjoying doing? It'd be so much easier to have no teeth at all. Or even think about like, you know, everybody loves to joke about how they love when plans get canceled. Like you agree to do something and you're like, yeah, this would be genuinely fun to do. And then as it gets closer and closer, you're like, oh God, I just don't want to go. And then it gets canceled and you're like, oh my God, thank God I can stay home and not do anything. But nobody actually wants to stay home and not do anything all the time. It's just about having expectations. I think it's a fine interpretation, but I don't like it as much. And therefore I disagree. And that's the nature of a hot take. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I get it as far as like, you know, like I'll often go for a walk and think about a piece that I'm writing, but I desperately hope I don't run into anyone I know. So I have to explain that to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like this isn't that different of an experience to just like sit and stare at the woods. So you don't feel like you could just say, oh, I'm just on a walk. Like you feel like you'd have to explain why you're walking. I guess I could say I'm just on a walk, but I don't know. People don't normally just take walks by themselves. I feel. <laughs> you could say I'm just on a walk as a single bead of sweat shows up on your forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Steven does it multiple times a week yeah people walk i I only ever (laughs) see people walking with someone else or with their dogs to poop the dogs poop them to poop the dogs (laughs) to get them pooped out well all right all right that was our hot take mini sode (laughs) 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 i just thought i thought theo was really gonna like the part about the ordeal of being perceived because you have said something one time before about how awful it is to be seen (laughs) yeah it does suck Oh, no. It's a hot take. Thank you very much for writing in, Michael. We got pooping the dog. Yeah. Yeah. This has been a great little break from your regularly scheduled lack of programming today. All right. See you Thursday. (laughs) Bye. 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 We love you. Bye.